We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. That's Apple a good Cow one. Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassel Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over USA and straight to your door. And like I mentioned last week, we ordered it, and in two days it was at our house. And we had some sausages, Denver steaks, um, bacon, burgers. It was all so, so good. Tasted great. I put, I used the air fryer for some of the cooking. It was fantastic. Um, but best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford is what Hassel Cattle Company offers. Um, like I said, they've got those smoked sausages. Ryan, you love the cheddar ones, right? So good. Jalapeno cheddar sausages, the single best thing I think you can get from there. And it's all really good. I liked the regular sausages. I can't have cheese. So the regular ones were fantastic as well. Um, but you can get in on some of the Hassle Cattle Company meat if you go to HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com and use the promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's right, DNVR10 for 10% off your order. And then if any orders over $200, you receive free shipping. Check them out and we promise you won't be disappointed. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landeskog. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dump two hands to Kola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Two on home run. Trevor Story. Lock. End zone. Touchdown. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. Does anyone have a Breck? There we go, Drew. <laughs> Never you can always trust Drew. Exactly. Hot Peak IPA. Um, today, like I said, we're going to talk about whether or not slow starts matter more with this shortened season in the NBA and in the NHL. Um, obviously, we're not saying the abs are off to a slow start yet they've just lost their first game of the season we have another game tonight we'll see how that goes um but the nuggets did have a slower start and they didn't reach 500 until a few days ago um over the weekend during a road trip so brendan what does that slow start mean to the nuggets and how were you concerned at all are you concerned at all for this team with that slow start well, yeah, so obviously there's a shortened season this year, right? Ten games shorter. And so it's a math problem. You'd like a longer runway to work yourself out of a slow start. But the other thing about a COVID year that I've noticed so far, at least in the NBA, very few teams really got off to that hot start and hit the ground running. Nuggets struggling. They're a game and a half out of third place. It's early. So, you know, I, I think the Nuggets' slow start can really be explained they brought in a new second unit, guys that hadn't played together. Regardless of continuity, the starters had. The second unit didn't. There's not really a training camp. They're not really getting to practice. And, of course, Jermichael Green, the vital offseason signing, was injured to start the season. So you can really, if you want to back yourself away from the panic and explain the Nuggets' you know, poor start and practical reasons, it's not that difficult. 
Um, obviously, we're used to this team jumping out to eight and one, nine and one starts. And so it's going to feel like it's rough. Um, and the concern level, you can't pretend it's not happening. But but no, Ali, I think they deserve a longer runway under these circumstances to prove. Um, and they have that time to make up this ground. We've seen Jamal Murray struggling a lot. Not a lot, I guess, just not back to his bubble self that he was. Do you think that has to do with the shortened uh, yes. training camp preseason? I think Jamal's exhausted. I think you could hear it in his initial comments. I don't know if this is like my read on his words, so I'm not trying to put this on him. It sounded like he understandably went home and really just took some time off uh, and wanted to be back home. And I think he earned that after everything he put himself through physically and mentally. Um, in the bubble. He's shooting more threes, hitting more threes, finishing better at the rim. His point per game average is actually up through the first 11 games of the season. But, you know, the contract kicked in. The expectations are higher now. And I think defensively, he's been arguably the worst point of attack defender in the NBA. So whether he's tired, banged up, just sort of taking his time getting back into it, um, I think it's still fair to say that he's off to a slow start as you did. I think with these starts in these long season sports i personally don't think they matter at all um Mm -hmm. now you'd rather not have them because then you don't have to work your way out of any hole but like you know i tweeted it after the nuggets lost to the kings and i was just like yeah good thing this doesn't matter at all and then after they lost again someone tweeted at me and they're like does it matter now that they lost to the kings twice and i was like not really (laughs) it still doesn't matter um so like you prefer not to have this happen 10 times out of 10 but when it does it just you know if you believe in the team you believe they're eventually going to work their way out of it for the nuggets it's been pretty abrupt like you can see they're already playing a much better brand of basketball than they were a week ago even and you know what what went from like i was starting to worry about the bench unit like that's where my actual worries were well now the bench unit has looked really good for a few games so it, all of these things you know especially in a season where you didn't have a ramp up Every team is going to be ramping up their own way. So, right. you know, as we look at the Avs who are not off to a slow – I mean, I guess they're off to a slow start as, as slow as they can be. They get one a chance game. to respond, I think. Right, right. You know, um, even if the Avs started 6-6, six and six, like I'm not going to be panicking right. uh, about that team. Although, Rudo, before the show, you said maybe it's not that simple. Yeah, we can finish up the Nuggets conversation. But if they start 6-6, six and six, it could get – a little ugly in abs land put it that way do you think that has to do with the fact that the abs and abs fans have such high expectations for themselves that because of if they got to a slow start that would really hurt those expectations a little bit that's definitely part of it it's i'm of two minds about it at the end of the day if you make the playoffs in the nhl it doesn't really matter how you get there but at the same time removing yourself from an opportunity to be the top seed in your division is going to hurt you yeah, and I think um, going back to what you were saying, Ryan, we we saw that last year with the Nuggets. We saw Nikola Jokic slow to get into it, really, and fans were getting frustrated. They're like, what's happening with Jokic? Is it because he's out of shape? Is it because of this or that? And we learned that once things started mattering more, he stepped it up and started playing better. So I think definitely in the NBA, things could be different with a shortened season, but I, the I beginning think that- of the season isn't as much as important if you're not doing well. 
I think there's definitely something to Jamal Murray being tired. I also think that Jamal Murray is in the phase right now, potentially, that Jokic was in one year ago, which was the year before Jokic realized, like, oh, I have an extra gear that I can just turn on whenever I want. Uh, and because he went crazy in the playoffs. Yeah. And last year, Jamal Murray found that out about himself, too. And so maybe it's a little bit of an overcorrection to be like, well, you know, I'll turn this on when I need it. And maybe, you know, he just didn't turn it on enough. And now he's kind of had that slow start and he, you know and then he gets banged up like he always does and maybe that's affecting him but i do think there's something to you know learning that oh okay when i need it i know where i can take this and i don't need it right now and there's growth and i think you grow into being that guy whatever that guy is right Jokic is apparently learning this year to be an mvp candidate i can't i can't take that first month off and maybe jamal will learn that you know to be a max player to get that all-star spot i want he wants i should say you can't take games off. Um, but I think you're right, Ryan. Like, I also think, you know, if I had to bet money right now, I would think Jamal Murray looks pretty darn good in the playoffs. But, you know, I think it's fair. I think it's fair to say, hey, highest paid player on the team, something doesn't look right on defense. Are you writing him off? Of course not. But, you know, if some folks want to hold him to a higher standard, I, I get that. I think at a certain point, it's it's okay to call for consistency. Um, and maybe when that $170 million contract kicks in, that might be that point. I'm starting to really love those little charts that pop up on NBA Twitter every day with the little faces. Total, and, total uh, points added, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the TPA charts. The reason I love them is because every single time I see one, it adds up with, with exactly the way I've been feeling. Uh, and unfortunately for Jamal Murray, he's way down on the defensive side of things, and he's not making up for it on the offensive side of things. And, and that adds up with what you're seeing. Like, it's just not the Jamal Murray we know and love. And on the other side of it, you're like, man, it feels like Nikola Jokic might be playing better basketball than anyone in the world right now. And there he is, his head Turns floating out. far away from everyone else. <laughs> yeah. So, and look, I mean, you just ask yourself what you know about the Nuggets. We we just said, what do we know about Jamal? He's probably he's probably going to step it up when it matters. Jokic is that guy. What The second unit's different, but the Nuggets have been a top three seed for, what, two, three years now? Three seasons? So this isn't a leap. Are the Nuggets good? Probably. And, and so you can list it off. MPJ, they're integrating him. He's missed several games. Jamal Murray off to a slow start. He missed a game. Gary Harris, best perimeter defender. He's missed multiple games. A second unit that, as we just described, is new, didn't get to practice. The most important free agent signing of, of the offseason, Jermichael Green, he's missing games. So it's not that hard to sort of piece together why is this happening. And look, you don't want to fall too far behind in the standings. But again, three games out of first and a game and a half out of the third seed. And this is a season in which unfortunate things could strike for any team at any time. Of course, you're not rooting for that, but it's all still on the table. And did the Nuggets, the Nuggets had some things to figure out. We thought Malone might have to experiment from time to time. If there's a point for that to happen in the season, I really don't mind that it's right now. Drew, you chuckled a bit. What are your thoughts on this? You've been quiet right now, so. Burn it all to the ground. Fire everybody, trade everybody. I want to do that for once. No, uh, it just, just felt good. Oh, it's easier. It feels good. It is I easier. get why people do that. Oh, it felt good a little bit. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I'm with all of that. It's, it is, I, I think, really interesting to me, another reminder of how small sometimes the margins can be between being great and being off of being mm. great. Uh, you know, and, and that was, I think, to me, watching the abs game as well that was the most shocking thing and, and that's what's going on it's that shock value of we have this certain expectation of what greatness looks and feels like and there's a consistency element to it there's a dominance element to it 
And especially with the Broncos and Rockies, nowhere near that right now. <laughs> I think people in this town were really ready for the Nuggets to come out and just stomp some teams and for the Avs to come out and look unbeatable. And the Avs looked very beatable. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the Nuggets uh, haven't fully gelled and, and we've kind of been sold on this idea that they didn't need to gel. Though everything Brendan just said makes sense. I, I think it's just oftentimes we we oversimplify these things and go well they made it x far last year and they're getting better they should immediately just step right into the next season without and it's having this to be right. and it's just yeah progress isn't linear in any sport and so uh no i just this is why my my analysis is very very simple in all sports and i apologize for that but i look at the talent level of the people on the roster and I say, what do I think these guys are capable of? And when I look at the talent level on the Denver Nuggets roster, I go, yes, these guys are still capable of winning an NBA championship. No, I'm not excited about the start, but you, you've got to, in every season, every team has moments that you got to get things to come together. The coach has to do a thing. A guy has to find his right role. Somebody has to realize they're the superstar all the time, which is going on with Jokic right now. But I'm, I still see a team with, all of the right pieces to be the best in the NBA, even if they're not right now. And if look, if a month from now they're bad, feel free to crawl into my DMs and hand me a custom size L. You can put glitter on it, do whatever you want. But I just think 11 games deep is a little early when you know that, okay, MVP candidate, guy who was a top five, six player in the playoffs last year, and that's not your MVP candidate. And we haven't even talked about Michael Porter Jr. yet. You just don't have to jump ship. You don't have to. Yeah, I, I'm. I feel like I'm constantly fighting um, the like football town attitude sometimes in Denver, mm -hmm. because the one sport of everyone who's sitting here that it matters if you start slow is football. Like, you know, every single game that you lose, there's a there's you know some stat of oh only. 25% of teams that started one in three ever made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I think it's even lower than that 10%, you know, Oh, one in four. Now you're down to 5%, you know, like uh, that is the sport where it actually matters. And right. I feel like people are uh, just as a sports town in general, Denver is obviously geared towards football. That's, you know, the team that's brought three championships here. And so a lot of times I feel like there are football like reactions to this. Sure. And I'm always trying to push back on that being like, this isn't like football. It doesn't matter. Like, they need time to gel. It's okay. But, you know, it's uh, – it, there's just things that you keep an eye on. You don't want to see, like, really concerning trends. And the one thing that, I, like I said, that I started to worry about is there were concerning trends with the Nuggets bench right. that were forcing Michael Malone to not play them, which eventually was going to take a toll on, you know, on Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. So I was like, okay, that's concerning. Let's keep an eye on that trend. Well, a few games later, it seems okay. Um, we had a comment that said great pronunciation of Jokic's name. And now I'm second guessing how I said yep. it. That's how it works, baby. <laughs> Welcome to my world. I'm like, did I say Nicola or did I say Nicola? Like, which one did I say? I think the, uh, the hard <laughs> E is the one that is the correct way of saying it. And then they, they, they get the, the cola part. Like we, we emphasize the wrong part of it. I can't Nicola. do it. I can't figure it out, but yeah. Nicola Jokic, Nicola Jokic. Close. Sorry. Good enough. Now Better my brain, like I read that comment and I was like, wait, what? Yay. But which way did I say it? So That's I'm going to go life. back to the podcast and listen to how I said it the first time around. But, uh, but last week we got to hear Harrison's expectation for this season. So I want to hear yours real quick before we move on um, to the abs. Even with this slow start, what is your expectation for the Nuggets this year? 
Uh, it's pretty similar to where I had them last year. I predicted preseason last year they'd lose in the second round to the Clippers. I was happy to be almost right and then very wrong about that. Uh, I think it's kind of similar this year. I, I think there's ceilings Western Conference Finals. I think maybe they could scare LA six, seven games. Who knows? Get lucky. But I don't think I don't think they're one of the two, three best teams in the NBA. But I think they're right there. And so you're answering these questions that are sort of like low floor, high ceiling questions. How does Michael Porter Jr. fit in? Who is Jamal Murray? These are big swing factors. Uh, they might lose in the first round. They might make it to the Western Conference Finals. I feel comfortable splitting the difference. Well, now in the comments, they're saying that never trust Ice Cave guy. Yeah. It brings us pleasure to mess with you all. So maybe <laughs> I didn't even say it right. Picked up on that, Voya. Fantastic. <laughs> but okay, awesome. Before we move on to the Avs, got to tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. Last uh, Wednesday when the Avs played, I called uh, Andre Burakovsky to get that uh, goal, to score a goal. He ended up scoring the first goal-only goal, which was exciting. Yay, made some money off of that. Um, I've been nervous to bet on basketball, but I sprinkled a lot when it came to the Avs last week. So, Ryan, give us a little good props for the Nuggets this weekend and the Avs tonight. You know, I know you're living a busy life when you think a game that happened uh, two days ago was last week. Did I say last week? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't she even is busy. I feel that. Like <laughs> I, I literally don't even remember what I just awesome. said. So great. Uh, um, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. What did you say? No, tell me abs tonight. But Kale made a good point in the comments. So tell me about the abs tonight. Oh, well, until they, you know, change it up on me, I'm just going to keep going back to the well on uh, shots on goal. I feel like it's the one thing that's like really easy to predict in hockey uh, is who's going to who's gonna be a part of the offense. So um, Miko Rantanen over two and a half shots. I'm going right back to it. I hit it last time. I'll hit it again. Uh, and then they actually gave you a little extra value on this because Nate didn't cover it until the very last shift, but he's at three and a half. It's minus 195, but I really don't uh, expect to see him not put the puck on net tonight. Maybe uh, – Maybe Rudo can back me up on that one. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon went two games in a row without scoring only three times last year. So wow. just wow. bet on him to score a goal tonight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So last like Wednesday, last Wednesday, on Wednesday, I did points, <laughs> but now you're saying shots. So I'm going to take a look at the shots. But um, Kale made a good point. We do have the big betting bonanza tomorrow. Which oh, is baby. We're going live while watching NFL, NBA, college, and just talking about what bets we're placing. And and you guys can tune in on DNVR underscore bets on Twitter. That's how you'll see it. Or, of course, on this YouTube channel, you'll get to watch all of the bets go on. Allie's making that sound a lot more formal than it is. We're just going to drink and bet on stuff, and you guys get to watch. It makes sense that I'm trying to make it a little more formal. But... Yeah. You're, you're producing that. You're going to hate it. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Love to hear that, you know. Well, this will be covered in tomorrow's show, but to celebrate this year's football playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new users the chance to bet on any of this weekend's professional football games at 100 to 1 odds. That's right. All you have to do is bet $1 on any football game this weekend, and if your team wins, you cash $100. That is awesome. DraftKings is constantly giving out um, great odds boosts, free money. It's I really recommend it, especially if you have some off weekends. Um, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code DNVR when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any football game this weekend. That's code DNVR for new players to get a shot at $100. 
on any football action this weekend for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Ryan. Yes. Mislav, how do you pronounce it? Brennan. Mislav. Mislav. Wants you to wish him a good night. I wish you a good night, Mislav. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ruda, let's move on to the NHL. Like we said, the Avs are not off to a slow start. They just lost their first game of the season. But you disagreed with Ryan that it wouldn't matter if they were off to a slow start. Why was that? Well, it matters mostly because of the shortened season. And the Avs are in a sprint. They play 56 games in 116 days. And if they're like the Nuggets and 12 games in, they're six and six, half, not half, 20% of their season is over. And we've seen, excuse me, we've seen the Avs do this. When the Avs need a win, what do they do? They play Nathan McKinnon 25 minutes a night, and they are just going to grind their best players into dust. Now, can they still make the playoffs doing that? Absolutely. I think it wouldn't be that hard for them to do so. But if you get into the playoffs of the Avs and your star players are worn down and just can't keep up already into a grueling playoffs, you're in trouble. I'm not saying I don't like the Avs goaltenders. I think they're very good. But for the Avs to be successful in the playoffs, they need their star players to be at 100%, at least at the beginning of them. Bruto, do they need like optimal matchups and home ice and all of that. Like when you're talking about this slow start, the, the abs to me, and, and I'm a layman here, they just sound so talented that they might be viewed as a team. Well, if they get it going in the playoffs, they're fine. But is it, is it a little more sort of finicky than that in hockey or, or with this team? I mean, the magic about the hockey playoffs is that anything can happen. Right. If you get in, you have a real chance to win it all. But with the abs specifically, what another side of this is what does their depth look like by the time they get to the playoffs? If the Avs get hot, get ahead and can kind of coast through parts of the regular season, that means they can play all of their rookies. They can play a Bowen Byram. They can play a Martin Kaut. Maybe they find out, oh, we can rely on this guy in a certain situation and those playoff matchups become a lot easier because you're not trying to force it with a guy that just isn't working. Hmm. So. Goes back and forth, but I, sure. I, I guess the way I look at it, it, it kind of goes back to that talent argument. And when you when you watch that game the other night, like the the problem for them, they looked sloppy. It looked like a preseason game to yeah, me. Exactly. Don't throw that game out the window. Yeah, like yeah. that is not who the Colorado Avalanche are going to be this season. It might take them a couple of games to start clicking, but as soon as their passes start connecting, the team is is far too talented to look like that. So right. So that's, you know, I, I'm, I guess my thought on it is even if they look like that again tonight and then maybe they, you know, they scrape one out against you a couple bad teams uh, it, and they scrape one out against a couple bad teams in California or whatever uh, and they end up, maybe it's not six and six, but it's four and three or something like that. And, you know, you look back and you say, oh, well, two of those losses were those kind of warm up games against St. Louis where they just didn't really have it yet. Like, as long as they are trending up, I'm not going to be worried about yeah. them. Yeah, and you bring up a good point with the Avs started the season against one of the other best teams in the division. Now, it's no excuse. St. Louis came ready to play and the Avs didn't. That's simply not good enough. But 
Floppy play is going to get you some wins against a decent amount of teams in this division for the Avs. If you're playing LA, if you're playing Arizona, you can manage to win games, even if the Avs are bringing their C, D, whatever level of game you want to call that the other night. So maybe not a great flip of the coin for them to have to open against St. Louis, but this is a team where you don't worry about a lot of teams in this division, honestly, at least certainly not yet, you know. If, if we're at 20 games into the season and they're losing to the weaker teams, then it's a problem. But looking through last year, the best team in the NHL last year lost 31% of their games. So teams lose a lot in the NHL. It's just part of the equation. You just have to win enough. And the thing about a slow start is it takes away the safety net. Yep. You just have to – you get to a point where it's now we have to win, and that's right. the big thing. Yeah. Wesley's in the comments and he is saying the last two cup winners, the lightning were at um, 500 about halfway through the year and the blues weren't even in the playoff picture halfway through. Yeah. Uh, He's saying slow starts only matter if they can't get into the playoffs. That, that is true. And again, there's, it is kind of two minds of this being below 500 further than halfway through the season is an extreme rarity for teams to make the playoffs at, in a regular year, it's American Thanksgiving, which is about a month and a half into the season. Call it 15 to 20 games. 90% accuracy. Teams in the playoffs at American Thanksgiving make the playoffs in the NHL. So I love that. I love if you cover it. hockey, you have to I call it American Thanksgiving. Yeah, totally. confused by that qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving is in so October, if you didn't know. Okay. So. Hey, we've got we've got Orthodox Serbian Christmas that gets confusing. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, That's so Rudo, fantastic. I want to see what you think of this comment. JT is saying, "I'm seeing Bednar already changing things up. One game in, he thinks Stanley Cup expectations are weighing on him." I mean. Is he changing things up, really? Abs have a bad night, and your plan is, all right, I guess we'll put the three-headed monster back together. Like It's a pretty easy fallback to go to no matter what. So I don't think he's really changing things that much uh, after one game. It's They tried something the other night, and Brandon Saad, new guy on the team, looked pretty lost on the second line. So they might have to look at something like that if that doesn't start to click. But expectations are give this team five games. Everyone will figure their stuff out. And you know what? The three headed monster might just be capable of carrying them until everyone starts clicking. And I think that, you know, we'll see how they play tonight at seven o'clock. Also real quick, first come first serve at the DMVR bar. It was filling up probably around an hour, maybe an hour and a half Two hours um, before last game. I mean, two hours we had, we were pretty full. Obviously we're um, listening to all of the COVID-19 restrictions and guidelines, meaning we can only have 25% capacity at the bar. So if you are thinking of coming down tonight, it is so fun, um, but get here early and just prepare for that kind of um, thing in the future. Since same with Nuggets, we'll be doing first come first serve for pretty much all of the games. But depending on how they play tonight, I think they expected to win that game and they came out slow, sluggish and I could just see and based on their comments post game like they were angry and upset because they expect they didn't expect that from themselves so I could see Nathan McKinnon coming out here with a fire tonight to make a point that the Blues don't have their card or whatever that expression is their um, number their number I think, I think their card is an alternative. Yeah, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, no, we all. <laughs> I 
blame I blame that on just having uh, Ecuadorian parents. So I never heard all of these sayings growing up. So now Michelle's I the same way. She gets them just never wrong. Know them. Just wrong. <laughs> I like know half of it or like seventy five percent of it. My parents the other day were asking me about uh, fish in the sea. They were like, "What is that? Which which one is that one? Plenty? A lot?" Yeah. My grandma said, "Is it fish in the tank?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> No. Anyways, um, we're making the card happen, is what Lindsay's saying in the comments. Um, I think Nathan McKinnon is going to come out firing, and it's going to be a better representation of what the team is about tonight. Yeah, because they're playing the Blues again, so it's like, a, oh, we're going to make up for this. The I think you'll definitely see a higher effort level from the Avalanche. I, I have no doubt about that one. The way they showed up in the first period in that game was just not good enough. That's clearly what they're not happy with. We'll see about the sloppiness. It might still be a little bit of a greasy game, but they're not going to let the Blues run over them to start the game, and, and they have to. It's an opponent like the St. Louis Blues, if you let them get ahead, congratulations you've fallen right into their trap of how they want to play hockey and if you want to beat them you have to put pressure on them offensively so i expect to see that out of the abs we'll see how much the players actually start to click though um vote people are asking when serbian christmas is uh it's in january january 7th 7th right thanks wow rk's on it i was gonna ask voya in the comments There, there we go. go. There he is. <laughs> Perfect. There, there we go. Okay, so people are coming in to defend me. You could pull someone's card. You could pull someone's card in what context? I don't know what this expression is. So. Like, you can, like, pull the McKinnon card when you're losing. You know what? I appreciate you guys in the comments for trying to, trying to help me out there. But, all right. Rogues Gallery. That's like... awesome. <laughs> that should be the name of our band. Yeah, dude. That's great. Here- you move on to who won the week we'll see who won the week last week who gets an extra 30 seconds to talk about whatever they want and who wins the week this week we'll see um but first we've had several dnvr listeners switch over to green mountain dental group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist guys february it's happening i'm getting my wisdom teeth removed i'm a little nervous but i don't have to be on camera every day um because mac has been doing the daily sports report so she can take over that and you guys don't have to see my like poofy face after getting my said the slack a picture though do do yeah um ryan probably will send videos so you know we'll see that but i'm really excited to go check out green mountain dental group Lindsay went there to get her wisdom teeth removed and it was such a great process doctors helped her out immediately if the dentist helped her out immediately if there was anything going on um so we highly recommend checking them out they're only 15 minutes away from downtown denver over in lakewood it is green mountain dental group we had a member come in the other day to the bar and say that they booked it for mountain dental group not realizing that it's green mountain dental group so don't forget that um and when you go there you get a free Sonicare toothbrush if you uh, schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. And like I said, they're just really awesome people. Supporting them really supports us. So uh, go definitely go check them out. All right. While I am pulling up the Green Mountain, or the Green Mountain Dental, the Who Won the Week song, Ryan, Broncos got a new GM. They sure did. Uh, How do you George, feel about George Payton? George Payton, uh, you know, it's exciting. It's always hard, you know. People ask me like, "Well, what what is this guy's characteristics?" And, and it's just like, "Oh, well, you know, he's a G like GMs. It's not like, well, he's six five, two forty five, got a great a jump vertical. shot a little too heavily." <laughs> yeah, you know, he's done. He's been part of some good things in 
uh, Minnesota. Um, they've drafted more pro bowlers, I believe, than any team over the last 10 years. So, you know, they're doing something right over there. But you never know uh, how much of a hand each person has in each decision. Was he part of, you know, the people that wanted to give uh, Kirk Cousins a fully guaranteed contract that hasn't worked out so great for them? I don't know. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot of exciting things uh, about George Payton. I think the most exciting thing is just the Broncos getting a little bit of a fresh start. Um, things had gotten a little stale around there. A lot of the, you know, a lot of the same people, a lot of the same ideas um, to the point where, you know, going into drafts, we could point to certain guys and say, well, that's not a John Elway guy, you know, I can't. And now everything's back on the table. Um, the new GM could love Drew Locke. The new GM could hate Drew Locke. The new GM could want to trade for Matt Stafford. The new GM could want to draft Trey Lance at number nine in the draft. So it's a, there's a lot of excitement in the unknown, obviously, uh, and the Broncos really needed a new direction. Um, the best part I can say about George Payton is that he was really, really uh, coveted around the league. Um, he was a finalist for multiple jobs before before he pulled himself out of those um, searches, Wasn't decided he wasn't ready or didn't want to go to the Jets or the Cleveland Browns. Um, and for him to, you know, kind of come out and say like Denver had everything I was looking for has to be, uh, exciting for Broncos fans. So really well respected and, and, uh, you know, hopefully he's the guy to get things back on track. How much of a cushion does he have? Uh, you know, football, it always seems like these decisions come pretty rapid fire in, in comparison to the other big sports. So if the Broncos don't take a big step forward this coming season, is he in the hot seat already? No. Uh, he's got a six-year contract. So, you know, with the Broncos, a lot of worry was whether or not the job was going to be desirable considering the fact that the ownership situation is in flux. And I think the way that they kind of calmed his nerves on that was to say, well, how about we give you a six-year contract? And uh, if we do that, you know, a new owner is probably not going to come in here and fire you and pay you for whatever, four years or five years that are left on your contract. So he's got time here. He's here for the long haul. Um, he'll have he'll have the opportunity to kind of implement a plan uh, and execute it before he's really even on the hot seat. Right. It's way too early for you to know. Is there any sort of um, preliminary like trepidation or concern about what Elway's relationship is going to be and any potential conflict? Yeah, I think – my original thought was, oh, man, uh, I don't know if, you know, if this is going to truly be a situation where GM has full power. Um, and the more I've heard and even just listening to John Elway talk about it, he's ready to move on. Um, I think that his role with the team from here going forward as he's kind of moving fully into the president of basketball or president of football operations job um, is going to be pretty limited. Um, it's mostly going to be in name and title only, and he'll remain a figurehead for the team because he's John Elway. But I think from a decision-making standpoint, he's really going to be uh, out of the way, letting George Payton and his team do everything because I just don't think John Elway wants the day-to-day -day grind of being a general manager anymore. George Payton made a comment, which we have a lovely Instagram post on it. Go per perfect. That's production quality right there. Oh, lovely. We can see it. It's and great. In, and he said, in many ways, I feel like this team is a sleeping giant. And after the last few seasons that the Broncos have had, hearing your GM, your new GM say something like that and really seem like he is ready to step up and take this challenge is really exciting. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the Broncos are a sleeping giant. You know, we're talking about one of the more proud franchises in, in NFL history, and uh, they're in a down cycle right now. But yeah. most usually those teams uh, find a way to cycle back up. So um, luckily for George Payton, as John Elway has kind of rounded out his time here as general manager, um, he put together some really good drafts, and there's a lot of young talent on the football team right now. Uh, and he's going to have to make some tough decisions in different areas. But there's a nice little baseline here. You know, uh, George Payton is not coming into a bare cupboard. Uh, and whether Drew Locke is the guy or someone else is the guy, if this team gets the quarterback situation figured out, uh, they should they should be able to, you know, get back into playoff contention pretty quickly. Um, Rick in the comments here trying to scare me, saying, my wife nearly died getting her wisdom teeth pulled, literally. Well, I'm glad that your wife is okay. Yeah, jeez. That's scary. Yes, um, that's terrifying. Gonna think of that now. <laughs> but I bet Green Mountain Dental Group will take care of me. And that's right. Hopefully it'll all be good. But, all right, guys. It's time. Have it on good authority. Green Mountain Dental Group has zero deaths on their record. So Google it. He just Googled it. <laughs> we are going to jump into who won the week. Hopefully you guys can hear it the first time this time instead of uh, the like third time I try and do it. So bring that up. Tell me if you guys can mm. hear it. Who did the most and who did the least? Who was the dog and who was the beast? Who's in the boat and who's up the creek? That's the Oh, I missed hearing that. Oh, there you can see a black screen, which is where the audio was playing. Um, we are going to check out who won last week. And based on that, they that person or that beat will have a chance to talk about 30 seconds about whatever they would like uninterrupted. Who won the week last week? It was A, Nikola Jokic for launching a legitimate MVP case. B, the Avs for having four prospects. What? Uh, SMH. I'm so sad. C, future Bronco Deshaun Watson for getting an excuse to get the hell out of Houston. And D, Scott Oberg for initially getting back to – for finally getting back to Uh, rowing. I'd like a word with the committee on on the wording of that, by the way. What, what like, would you prefer? Hey, hey, the guy threw a bit. He's making a miraculous comeback from a life-saving surgery. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, oh, he's a baseball player who threw a baseball. No wonder I got 4%. Back to the audio, and that's what you said. You said, like, the surgery. You didn't say it for him, like, recovering. You said possibly fixing. So we listened back and tried to figure out the best way to say it without saying, like, He's a hundred. He's like cut out some of that guy's rib to solve a blood clot problem. It's like, oh, he threw a baseball. No, it's fine. But that that didn't happen last week. (laughs) He did throw a baseball last. (laughs) So true. Um, The comments though were really upset that. Uh, the Buffs weren't included in this. We've got in Colorado for 10-0 against Oregon and Boulder. McKinley Wright and Tad Boyle. Um, CU continuing their streak against by beating another ranked Oregon team. Well, those people will be appeased today. Don't and worry. And someone said, stop feeding into the Watson trade. Never. <laughs> I will never Get stop feeding that until it is completely dead. Okay, so obviously... Like I, you guys already heard, B, the Avs for having four prospects win silver and gold in WJCs, won by 50.3% of the votes. There was 1,100 votes. Um, and I do think I saw, very sadly, I think I showed Eric that I think AJ had quote tweeted this and someone said, who is N- Nikola Jokic? And it was really- I'm going to go cry. So. Yeah, they were joking. 
Uh, although Shaquille O'Neal apparently thinks he's from yeah, Russia, so right. maybe it's serious. No, that person We're was sensitive. serious. He was like, "Oh, I don't follow basketball, so I just didn't know." So that person <laughs> was serious, but for, it definitely made us all sad. Um, this is a this is garbage, by the way. Jokic should have won this in a landslide. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> well, I'll give you a hug right now if it wasn't maybe, illegal. Maybe it was the promotion of it because until the Avs guys quote tweeted it. Future Bronco Deshaun Watson was winning. Yeah, but that that was a better candidate too. Harrison is upset. Well, checking in from wherever he is. Promote it more. I agree. Nikola Jokic should have won, but it is not the case. Rudo, you have thirty seconds to talk about whatever you feel. AJ is hoping that you win this week so that he gets thirty seconds to talk about whatever he wants next week. So, starting. All right. So first of all, yeah. Why didn't you vote for Nikola Jokic, especially after another week? You guys are just wrong. Uh, but thank you. Uh, thank you for this. Um, I'm going to talk about the Dallas Stars and why you should be glad you're not a Dallas Stars fan. Uh, I believe maybe football had a worse one, but certainly the worst outbreak in both basketball and hockey. Dallas started has 17 players test positive oh. for COVID oh. in their training camp and have started to ruin the NHL season already. So, oh. 17? Yeah. That's a lot. Good Lord. It's got to be a There were some college football teams that were worse off than that before the season started, but yeah, that's rough. I'm just going to say it, and if you're in the comments and you're going to get upset about it, but being a fan of any team in Dallas, meh. It's a mistake. That's how I feel. You could always not just choose not being, to. Not as bad as being a fan of a team in Houston right now, uh, where sure. like superstars are just bleeding out of Houston right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So who won the week this week? We are going to start off with the winner. So, Rudo, you're going to get a talk for another 30 seconds as to why the Avs or someone in the Avs organization won the week. But first, Drew, do you have someone for the Rockies or are you going to be using another teams? I mean, I could. They're going to lose, but I could. I mean, I can do it. Okay. <laughs> I, just wanted to, I just wanted to give you a chance if you wanted to there hop was, on to like there was some nice stuff. The, some... the Buffs, Broncos, Avs, something. You guys got paid. I'll, you know, it's fine. Okay. All right, Rudo. Starting now. I don't think the Avs are going to win after game one, but Connor Timmons won the week. A guy who many people had counted out for making a big impact on the roster at all this season makes the opening night roster. We'll see how long it lasts with EJ returning soon and Byram close behind. But Timmons is a guy who could easily establish himself as an NHL defenseman this season with a little bit of an opportunity and so far so good for him. Okay. You had five seconds to spare. Way to way to kill it. Here, I'll uh, use that five seconds to shout out Scott Carpenter. The show does roll. Scott. Thank you, Scott. Um, all right. Vote. Why do the Nuggets win the week? Or why does someone in the Nuggets organization win the week? Go. All right. Hear me out. Nikola Jokic for launching a legitimate MVG campaign. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're, we're 12 games deep. He's got 24 points, 11.2 rebounds, 10.4 assists per game. That's a triple-double for you layman's at home, 57% from the field, 37% from deep, and 84% from the free throw line. The Nuggets have a historically great offense when he is on the court and one of the worst offenses in the league when he is off the court. He is the best player in the world through 11 games, 12 games, excuse me. That's good enough. Nothing else needed. Also, he started stealing the ball a bunch. That's why you needed at the end of it. Oh, that's right. 
Fourth the league steals per game. It's after that. No, that's after. No, it's after. I'm going to need that. You Judge, strike that from the record. <laughs> what exactly you want me to write for the poll? The exact, okay. the exact you know, same. Literally, the just exact exact literally filled out a full tweet of what just I can write and I can't add all. Just saying, Nicole Jokic for being the best basketball player in the world right now. Thank you. I just like write that. wrong answer for the other three, and then you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, people are saying Cookie Monster Jokic, two oh, steals right. per game. Mm. Steph, who is an avid uh, Avs fan, said go Nuggets, to be honest. But we still got some Avs fans saying boo. Yeah, um, that's right. And then, of course, we have people agreeing that Texas is just – AJ is the good thing that came from Texas. That's that's, that's what right. we got. I can't think of anything We else. got AJ. LaVisca Chenault. Oh, yep. Technically um, born in Texas, I was. Oh. oh okay, so oh, Texas two-step on the Avs beat. <laughs> all right ryan why did the broncos or someone in the broncos organization win the week or buffs i know you okay why did the buffs win the week uh mckinley wright won the week he set the all-time record for assists in colorado basketball history and no one put it better than the voice of the buffs mark johnson himself who said in a day and age when basketball has become so much about me no one has given more in the history of the Colorado Buffaloes basketball team than McKinley Wright. Uh, an incredible record for him to hold in a place that has had some really, really great point guards. He is the best pure point guard uh, that the, that has gone through Colorado. So uh, McKinley Wright wins it for setting the assist record. That's a good answer. That's a good Thank one. You. Thank you. Uh, Eric is surprised. No George Payton. And actually, for anyone listening, that is how you pronounce it. I know a lot of people have thought it's Patton because it's P-A-T-O-N, or there's a bunch of different pronunciations, but it is George Payton. Yeah. Uh, no, he didn't. I mean, like getting hired is like cool, but he didn't like do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he did throw up the deuces he did throw they up the did. deuces that was, that was quite you know, the uh, the time throwing up the deuces in an under armor uh, like p- collared shirt and some dad jeans was a move the forearm deuce too not even the open just nope. the, yeah. I wouldn't have put it past you to say that he won the week just because he's the Broncos GM because we've had that happen before <laughs> like the Broncos started training camp so they won the week like we've had that type of response for um so okay mckinley right that was a good one drew let's start with you why did whoever you choose win the week (laughs) so i'll go with the rockies arbitration guys today a group of young players the baseball has the most punishing pay scale for young players of any of the major sports and a lot of guys who've been dramatically underpaid are now slightly less dramatically underpaid the guys (laughs) i'm most excited about are antonio senzatella and Carlos Estevez, guys who didn't get big signing contracts. They didn't have big bonus, but really for the first time in their life, they're making real major league professional money. May not be the, you know, the biggest thing in the world, but th- they deserved it. They earned those contracts. So particularly Sensatella and Estevez, for all the ARB guys who got paid today. I'm gonna yeah, Freeland and Gray also got a little bumps. Yep, yep. Those guys were already making decent money, but yep, they got well-deserved bumps. Uh, a few other guys. Diaz and Diaz, the other Diaz. Such a okay. true answer. <laughs> Arbitration, guys. Let's see if I, I can get less than 4%. <laughs> um, how much did you get last time? 3.8. 3. 3.8. 3.8. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, promote this better, guys. Use your beat. I, it, the post, the poll I'm... will be on the post of, um, did, what am I saying? There you got it. Will be attached <laughs> to the post on Twitter, on DNVR underscore sports. There we go. Carry the four. Um, 
and then the you match. guys will retweet it and have their beats retweet it so that way you guys have a chance to see who um where it is and you guys can vote for who won the week there let me just say this if if anyone other than Nicole Jokic or McKinley Wright wins this, the, this this segment is canceled. <laughs> also, um, Scott, he doesn't yeah. even go here anymore. Get, <laughs> Get out of here. Dude, DJ won the week 90. Doesn't though. even go here anymore. I love DJ right. LeMahieu. So, DJ, real quick, DJ LeMahieu has pay, played in, in Major League Baseball for 10 years now, right? Yeah. In uh, this contract alone, is it a three-year contract? Six. Oh, six years. This con this contract will pay him more than he's made in all ten of those years combined. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's good. Going back to That's your point about you know how it takes a long time to get paid in baseball. Yeah. And he's still going to be underpaid, but good for him. He finally is getting paid. All right, guys. We've got a busy Friday, busy Saturday, busy Sunday. So don't forget to follow us on YouTube. Hit that alerts button. That way you get to see whenever we are going live. We've got bets daily coming up after this, right after this. So if you want more advice on what bets you should place using DraftKings Sportsbook, definitely check that out. Abs play at seven. Then we'll be doing an Abs post game show. We've got the tailgate tomorrow at noon. Then we've got big betting bonanza. And then Sunday we've got. NFL Sunday and the Nuggets play on Sunday. So really busy weekend. You're not going to want to miss out. Uh, be sure to follow us on all social platforms and we will see you guys next week. Bye.